Uh, question is, why do churches today yep. go into debt to buy a building when the Bible clearly talks about the dangers of debt and the borrower being slave to the lender? What are your thoughts on that? What was the question again? Why do churches go? Why do churches today go yeah. into debt? Why do they go into debt? Yeah. Uh, okay. I think it's because they they feel they have to. I think there's a difference between functional debt, obviously, in the, in terms of what scripture talking. About. Scripture does not say that going into debt is a sin. Let me go ahead and let me go ahead and borderline Dave Ramsey. Uh, some of you, um, it does not say it's a sin to go into debt because, as a matter of fact, it, you know, there's a great deal in scripture written to those who are called to pay their debts. Okay? Now, not paying your debts is listed as wicked, so you do not want to be wicked and not pay your debts. But the right. issue is not that it's a sin to go into debt. Now, what the Scriptures tell us is that there is incredible wisdom in not going into debt, in not having to owe people money, and not having to change relationships and, and change how you do things because of the debt-debtor uh, relationship. And so that's, that's kind of where I would come at it from a church standpoint. Um, I think it's the same thing as anything else. You know, debt is one of those things that can be very functional. Um, it's functional when you buy your first home. It's functional when you, uh, when, when you have to, when, when medical emergency arise and you can't afford the $700,000 medical bill. And so debts, there's a functional aspect of debt. Um, I think churches are, need to be good stewards of the debt that they do choose to enter. Uh, meaning that from a church standpoint, um, you should not be entering a debt um, that is going to change the nature of, of what you can and cannot handle in terms of, of financially. I will tell you that when we moved into this building, um, you know, we were, it was 2008, 2009. I remember those awesome days. All right. Um, the banks were shutting everything down. They weren't even loaning money to churches. And we ended up, you know, getting a loan from a, a local bank and they were working with us through, you know, our, our, the health of our stewardship of our congregation. And, and when we did it, there was, a, there was a line. There was a line in which the banks and us sort of landed on and said, okay, we, we really will only borrow this much money. Um, and I'm sure it was to the very extent of what we could afford. Um, but I think that's, again, going back into you have to use wisdom and and understanding that. And, and I, I, listen, I'm a firm believer. We teach Dave Ramsey here. Um, I, I've always been a firm believer in the, in the goal to be out of debt. You know, what's his famous phrase? You live, um, you live, live like, like no one else, else so you can, later live, so like you no can live like no one else. I absolutely believe in that. If you can be debt-free, be debt-free. Um, but I've also never shunned anyone for the understanding that functional debt is something that um, just happens and, and it sometimes needs to happen. So, and I would just add to yeah. that because I agree with that as well. Yeah. That there are times where there we have to leverage wisdom and leverage um, assets. And so, anytime you're building a business, you have to understand asset management. And if you don't understand asset management, you're not going to be able to leverage the wealth that God has given you. And so, there's many people that have incredible wealth and they do nothing with it because they're going to be living debt free and they want to prepare for and build their storehouses to. And God speaks directly against that as well. And so um, I think there's got to be wisdom in stewarding the assets that God has given to us. Um, there's a wicked servant that uh, is talking about that God, that Christ praises. Yeah. Because he was the, the, shrewd, he was the lazy shrewd manager. And he mismanaged the funds. And then the boss was going to fire him. And before he got fired, he went out and cut everybody's debts in half. And then he had a job waiting for him when he got away from the guy that was fired. And then God, Christ praised him for his wisdom. And so there's, I just caution people from making theological statements of like this and building your whole 
idea of finances around one or two verses. Yeah. Um, we've got to look at the whole picture, and I think that there's wealth management. And this is, this is a passage of Scripture that was written in a culture where every seven years their debts were forgiven. Um, so they're talking about a culture that's vastly different than the mm-hmm. American culture. Uh, every 50th year, all debts were could wiped you, out. Could and you your, imagine if? Your asset management... <laughs> Yeah, your asset Every management was based upon a 50-year redemption of full value being brought back to the table. Right? We don't live in that no. world. So we can't just make a theology based upon a couple passages of Scripture. And yeah. so um, now Dave Ramsey might not like me, but I'm... No, but that's, I, thought, I thought Matt made a really good distinction of the difference between a commandment and wisdom. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah absolutely. In, in, in the New Testament, we have to recognize when we're reading, are we reading a... Uh, a commandment of Jesus saying, you must do this versus there's wisdom, there's wisdom in these in things. So that's yeah. good. That's very now, good. Now, overextending yourself is an entirely horrible idea. Yeah. And buying stuff just for you, like that's not, like think asset management and wealth management and building businesses not going into stupid debt. Stupid debt, like you want a new TV and you can't afford it? Don't go buy a new TV. Yeah. <laughs> you want a new car and you can't afford it? Don't go buy a new car. Buy a used car. Right. Yeah. You know, th- it's about what can you afford and what can you leverage to be able to build into the kingdom of God. Everything needs to be driven by how am I going to expand the kingdom of God? So why would a church do that? Because they believe that if they leverage the assets that God's given them to manage and manage well, sure. then they believe that they're expanding the kingdom of God. Yeah. If they don't have that mindset, then you probably should go find another church that is right. thinking about what you're giving money, yeah. then we should manage that to expand the kingdom Correct. of God and serve you well. Yeah, that's good.